Welcome, and thanks for joining us for Episode 2 of the Change is the Name of the Game, Winning IT Strategies for Success podcast, brought to you by CIO.com and sponsored by HCL. The migration of contact centers to cloud is a hot topic and well-supported by IT decision makers. But are you really thinking about your customers? In these changing times, their situation may be just as changeable as your business and IT situation. The question becomes, should you build out a static architecture for customer experience or create something that is dynamic, personalized, and fluid? I'm Barbara Call, Senior Director of Content Strategy and Operations with IDG, and I'll be your host for today's podcast where we'll explore why transforming your customer experience strategy to a fluid architecture is very important and what benefits it brings to your organization and your customers. I'm joined today by two speakers. First up is Julian Frank, General Manager and Senior Solutions Architect with HCL. Welcome, Julian. Hi, Barbara. Nice to be here. Also joining me today is Dave Smith, Founder and Principal Analyst for Inflow Analysis. Welcome, Dave. Thanks, Barbara. Really happy to be here. And now I'm going to hand things over to Dave to start our conversation. Thanks, Barbara. And so today I am super excited to be talking about this particular topic. I think out of all topics besides the employee experience, customer experience is probably the premier topic in any organization and business. So super excited for this. And I think it would be great, Julian, if we could start by explaining what we mean contextually by a fluid customer experience. Absolutely, Dave. So we kind of you know, started getting into this particular pitch of you know, fluid customer experience last year when the pandemic started. Now, what we saw clearly in the market was that whole static kind of an architecture that was in prevalence till then was not holding up. And suddenly the whole of IT had to quickly move in a completely new direction. And this new direction was pretty different for each customer. But over time, we kind of were able to come to some themes. And that theme is what ultimately culminates into the fluid customer experience. I'll just explain mm-hmm. what I'm talking about, right? So mm-hmm. number one was the ability to be able to service the customer in any channel possible. And that was something that was not available earlier. Earlier, if the business was doing a mom and pop store, they were just continuing with that. But with the pandemic, they had to move on to a more digital kind of system where the customers could order online and do things like that. This kind of impacted every businesses, but the kind of reaction that IT ultimately did was quite different. The next thing that we kind of saw was once they were ready to service the customer, even during the pandemic, now how do I change the way I service the customer? Because when the customer is in your floor and talking to you, you kind of respond in a different manner than how you do when it is completely digital. And that's where the predictive servicing comes to the picture, where you look at how the customer has been working with you, use that information, and then you know improve your service accordingly. And then based on all the information that you've got so far, you know, enforce uh, some level of service extension. So that's the kind of model that we've been looking at. And if I can summarize, like yeah. uh, omni-channel services, personalized and predictive servicing, fluid service extension. Bringing all these three together is what I would kind of illustrate as a fluid customer experience. Good. So it's a combination of all of those experiences. Interesting. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Now, as we move into, I guess, what we're calling this sort of post-COVID world, right, and scenario, with the great learnings that we've had from this past year, how do we reimagine things, right, and expand into supporting multiple personas in the contact center? Right. Now, business as a whole, you know, I gave you three directions, right? Now, yeah. if you kind of bring that into the contact center or the customer experience service, basically, I'm talking about not just the contact center, but also your on-floor employees servicing your customer, your marketing and sales out reaching out to your customer. So when you look at your customer as a whole, then you know what we see is that there are four enablements that are required. Uh, from that perspective, it would be like dynamic cloud-based omni-channel. It's an obvious mm -hmm. uh, choice that everybody goes in for. And yeah. now there has been a quick upsurge in terms of, say, conversational AI to power extreme personalization for the customer. So once a customer calls, you're able to find out who is that customer, are they calling from their registered device or not, and quickly you know, authorize them and get the conversation to a stage where you're directly addressing by them, by their name, for example. And similarly, there are other technologies like predictive engagement and continuous total experience improvement. I could go on, but the important question is that you need to move from just the customer experience to there are other personas in the business who are you know, still you know kind of driving and ensuring that your business gets run and those are your agents who are actually servicing your customers your business users your qa your supervisors your marketing guys you need to look at what they are getting from the solution that you are ultimately going after and of course the developers because in the fluid contact center uh, kind of a model your developers becomes the change agent. And the whole point of having a fluid you know, customer experience is to keep the change going on. And so ensure that the developers are continuously working on. So here, you no know, customers are obvious, right? And just about everybody has focus on that. And so I think I've kind of, you know, quickly jumped from there to mm -hmm. why agent experience is also important, right? So uh, the mm -hmm. agent is the person who is ultimately handling that. I mean, even if you have already developed bot to service the customer, Ultimately, there is a limitation to which it can actually service the customer. It will come to an agent. And the agent may not be sitting in the contact center the way they have been doing always. They may be sitting at home with a lot of distractions and nobody to mentor them at a line of sight the way you know, it used to happen on the floor. So here, how do you use technology to ensure that they are you know, being monitored, they are being mentored, and there is assistance provided to ensure that they are able to make the customer happy in real time. Because ultimately, a happy agent means happy customer, and a happy customer means happy business, right? And that kind of you know brings us to the kind of setup that you're working in terms of enabling your, say, the supervisors, your QA managers, your compliance managers, your marketing and sales managers. How do you enable them to get more out of the new technologies that you're bringing in from a fluidity perspective? Now, here, for example, Real-time analytics, as I said that the supervisor, without getting into the call, would be able to understand if the call is going in a happy note or is it going in a negative. And, uh, and they don't really even have to look at at an agent level. They can look at it at a group level also. And if there is something that is making a group unproductive, they would be able to pick it up very quickly with the technologies that we already got. So you know, those kind of focuses is you know, important as well. And uh, last but not least, the developers. As I said, in the contact center, traditionally on a static architecture, they've been always working on a waterfall kind of a model where you know, mm -hmm. wait into six months and 
10 months kind of projects with the current situation where things change very rapidly that is not applicable you need to keep changing every two weeks and enabling that for a contact center you need a completely different tooling architecture and that's something that you need to consider when you are looking at your cx strategy because this doesn't stop with your contact center but your entire business branding itself these are great thanks for sort of breaking out those i think specific personas i think it puts some real flesh and some real people behind you know the experiences that need to happen here you know from the customers agents the business and developers so there's this total experience of that it's a whole ecosystem right. of experiences you know for different people and different personas so thanks for making that real for us and in the light of this right how important then is it to transform your customer experience strategy to a fluid architecture it's not uh, going to be an overnight kind of business let me you know, put that up front right and mm-hmm. and we have uh, different customers take different paths so we have customers who had multiple contact centers the pandemic was starting and they decided they need to change and in four weeks they moved from all those multiple contact centers to a cloud based contact center and they were completely mm-hmm. on the cloud and you know uh, and started you know looking at the next set of cutting edge technologies we have such customers as well and then we got on the other side of the spectrum we got some customers who are still kind of looking at a hybrid architecture where mm-hmm. the older static architecture remains but then they invest on the cloud they understand the cloud better and then educate the businesses and slowly you know once the businesses are ready for you know those new technologies the new way of working and mm-hmm. you know they show interest on that and then they move that right so yeah those customers could take more than a year also in terms of migration and some could uh, you know continuously be doing that as well and these are typically large in nature very large in nature with uh, you know maybe 20 30 different business units now yeah. bottom line is that you need to understand who are you really catering to from a business perspective which is the persona that is really important in some situations of course your customer is your focus but then in some situations your agent probably may require way more attention than what you not given in the past in some where it is like a compliance centric your compliance would need more attention and there is no magic formula you need to look at it on a business by business basis it's interesting so if you can sort of go on with that from a context and a perspective right can you i guess speak a little further how this flows with respect to adjusting agent productivity and and the experience right and the actual customer experience as well so how do those come together right so as i said right they have that uh, agent productivity if agent is happy the customer is bound to be happy right he will ensure the agent will ensure that they do what it requires to make your customer happy and sometimes that goes beyond the training as well and uh, to enable the agent to be productive of course the, we have all those you no know, resources of regular training and monitoring and qa and so on Uh, yeah. now the kind of focus would be more in terms of automation of self service that is available for agent to get to the service that they are performing for the customer right mm-hmm. and the second one would be the augmentation so that you kind of remove the learning curve that the agents need to face before they really become a what can i say a level 2 or level 3 kind of a agent in terms of you know, handling the customer so right. uh, earlier it used to be you know, generic scripts that would be you know offered to the agent but now the systems are becoming much more intelligent they are able to look into the call and then give tips to the agent understand if the agent is actually following the script in case of 
a compliance-centric process and so on. So there is a lot of technology that could be used. And of course, the bottom line from an agent experience would be that are you enabling them to work from anywhere? Uh, typically, you would call it work from home, but then I would yeah. call it let's go for work from anywhere, meaning yeah. even if they've gone for holiday and there is an upsurge, you are bringing them into your work, even if they're, they are in the hotel, are they able to really service the customer with yeah. just as much you know, focus as they would have done when they're on the contacts in the floor? So that's the question that decision makers need to ask themselves. As you rightly said, you know, focus on the agent, customers will automatically get serviced. And that's where yeah. I think I would uh, continue from there. Yeah, and yeah, funny. I think that the key transformation that we've seen is this whole shift to work from anywhere, right? And so I guess if we then continue further with this contact center piece here, right? As you know, companies look to modernize their contact center, what are the steps then they need to consider? In fact, uh, I have blogged on this. I mean, if you can search on HCL Road mm -hmm. to Fluid CC, you would be able to you know, get to the blog. So yeah. uh, what we've seen you know, with the journey of a few customers last year was that you could quickly put it across on five different steps. So first one would be to first listen to your customers, right? So you can run the post-call service the way you've been always doing, or you could look at more qualitative tools like CX monitoring tools that actually make calls to your contact center and find out what is happening. And that kind of will give an understanding of what your customer is facing. And of course, you could look at the customer journey analytics and understand what is happening with the customer's experience. Mm -hmm. Second, of course, would be to look at learning what is uh, happening with the CX from a CX perspective. Here, mm -hmm. you could use AI to find patterns of what is working well and what is not working. And that's the beauty of modern AI-based deep learning solutions that can look at patterns of customer journey and give you a feedback on what has been working and then that you can use as your target customer journey and then what is not working and then put in measures to ensure that that is not happening again because that's ultimately going to get you a loyal customer. Third step would be to relook at your contact center platform from a total experience perspective. As I said, don't just stop with the customer's experience, but also look at what is your agent facing? What is mm -hmm. your business folks facing? And of course, the enabler for all of them, the developer, what are the enablement that you have done for them? So when you look at all of them, the kind of architecture that you will you know, end up with, considering the current state of technology, you will end up with the fluid contact center architecture. So that is something that you could look at. And, and of course, uh, being fluid means that you need to be continuously looking at evolving it to the next stage. So it could mm -hmm. be in terms of your self-service. It could be in terms of the assistance that you're providing to your agent. That could be you know, kept on updating. It could be also your uh, marketing patterns of how you are getting information from the contact center and using for marketing so that you can hit the right customer at the right time with the right message. So that's one part. And of course, uh, you know, exploring is something that is you know, uh, the bottom line. So new technologies keep coming. Every three months, I see a new company coming up with something completely new. I think uh, now decision makers should start looking at them because it's going to be the norm uh, in the post-pandemic kind of era. So in yeah. summary, it's, it's going to be five steps. Listen to your customer, learn from their experience, relook at your architecture, evolve your architecture, and keep exploring. That's what is going to keep you relevant. Thank you, Julian. Before we continue our conversation, I want to say a few words about our sponsor. 
The Change is the Name of the Game, Winning IT Strategies for Success podcast is presented by CIO.com in partnership with HCL. HCL Technologies is a next-generation global technology company that helps enterprises reimagine their businesses for the digital age. HCL offers an integrated portfolio of services and solutions, enabling global enterprises to transform their businesses via its digital foundation, a modernized infrastructure stack built around hybrid clouds, software-defined networks, the digital workplace, and other elements. This includes digital business, a combination of application services and consulting capabilities, and digital operations, a three-pronged setup for modernized and efficient operations at enterprise level. Through its worldwide network of R&D facilities and co-innovation labs, global delivery capabilities, and over 168,000 ideapreneurs across 50 countries, HCL delivers holistic services across industry verticals to leading enterprises, including 250 of the Fortune 500 and 650 of the Global 2000. And now back to our show. Thank you so much, Barbara. You know, Julian, I would love to recap, you know, what you were saying about how to sort of modernize the contact center, right, for different organizations. And I love the steps approach here and listening to your customers, sort of, you know, learning, right, relooking, evolving, and exploring. I think it's so important. That first step in listening, I think, is so key because a lot of times I think organizations don't listen, right? And I think that listening piece is key because you have to listen to learn. Right. And then once you begin to learn, then you begin to relook and evolve and, and explore. And so there's this cycle that sort of never ends. Right? It's almost a continuum, <laughs> if you will. Right. And how then can organizations you know, start designing for multi-experience? And what is the impact, I guess, of AI on that? Yep. So before answering that, you know, I would like to clarify that the design process should not be just iterate, but to be really Total, it should also include the business, the development community, and in some cases it could be a business partner as well. Because the point of looking at it from a customer perspective, it need not be a B2C, it could be a B2B in the, in the post-COVID kind of a context. And mm-hmm. in future, it could be a B2 bot as well. Uh, mm-hmm. So the, the combinations and permutations are you know, kind of changing. And uh, this yeah. is where you, know, you need to look at a partner who has capabilities across your business applications and infrastructure as well and uh, you no know, you could make uses of all this because HCL already got that good 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 you know and, and can you for us you know as you're talking about this right and even to make it a little bit more real can you highlight any recent customer stories or, or anecdotes absolutely so i got three favorite stories to talk about. so one is a brokerage firm uh, where we you know implemented a simple bot uh, instead of the using the IVR that the customer was using. Mm-hmm. And that simple bot basically brought down the time spent by the customer by six times. Meaning earlier, mm-hmm. if they spent three minutes on an average on, a, on the IVR, now they spend hardly 30 to 40 seconds on that. And that, from a customer mm-hmm. perspective, is significant. Right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's you know one example of bringing in conversational AI. In addition, of course, in that particular customer, we had the continuity part where the bot collects some information and transfers that to the agent. So the agent also doesn't have to be asking, who are you? Why are you calling? No, I need to verify you. All that you know, kind of shaves quite a few minutes from your average call. And 
that from a productivity perspective from a capacity perspective that's good news for everyone mm-hmm. so that was one you know very good you know, case study that i would you know, i usually like to talk about the second was one uh, telecom major in us for whom we were able to look beyond the contact center and literally improve the business process to the extent that here the customer looked at the total experience that i talked about right so mm-hmm. so they were able to make changes beyond the contact center as well so that calls don't come to the contact center in the first place so they were re- able to reduce the volume that was coming to the contact center and of course still uh, you know ensure that you know customers are happy on the whole and that's another approach that i really like to talk about uh, the third was a giant pharma who had a large contact center had multiple business units and you no know, they wanted to get the change from the static kind of an architecture to a cloud based architecture now here mm-hmm. we came into the picture we gave them a three pillar kind of an approach where one pillar would be your bau support uh, you know people who are you know doing your regular admin mm-hmm. and then there would be your tx ops team as we call it that it's a continuous change kind of a team with business analysts with developers with scrum masters and you know, you know your uh, cx designers and so on you know working together as a single team and then there is one more team which is specifically focused on the migration part so they they are continuously looking talking to the new businesses who are still not you know happy with uh, who are still not onboarded on the cloud contacts the story and then keep them on the move and move the architecture accordingly so uh, we got three different customers three different stories of yeah. you know how they are modernizing and these were the three anecdotes i i just wanted to bringly bring over here yeah and thanks for sharing those because i think it it really resonates with people when they sort of see real life stories that sort of come to life here because i think what the story sort of exemplify and highlight is this whole concept of that fluidity that fluid experience and the total experience as well you know that's impacting all areas of the business internal and external you know doing it thank you so much for this great discussion and for sharing your insights i i found it really valuable and i know our listeners will as well do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share yeah thank you so much for listening i know we have covered very little of what i actually wanted to talk but then Uh, you know we need to you know, keep a scope on the time as well. right <laughs> uh, 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 definitely uh, you know we are coming up with new you no know, things for the market and uh, you can you know keep up to date by going to hcltech.com/contactcenter where we publish our latest products and blogs to keep our customers up on, you know on the cutting edge you can also you know reach out to us on contact.fluidcc@hcl.com and you know we'll reach back to you on your uh, and help you out on your fluid customer experience journey. Okay, thank you both. Thanks Dave and Julian, great discussion. And thanks to you our listeners for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this second episode in the Change is the Name of the Game, Winning IT Strategies for Success podcast, presented by cio.com in partnership with HCL. I encourage you to tune in for episode 3 where we'll explore evolving your cloud strategy for changing times. This podcast series is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and on Spotify. For more information, be sure to visit www.hcltech.com. For IDG and HCL, I'm Barbara Call. This podcast is produced by IDG Communications Incorporated in association with its sponsor, HCL.